live from the Are We Pretty Studios. We bring to you all the tea from War of the Roses All-Stars. Whether you're a fan or living under a rock or maybe being sent home, this is the review for you. Each week, we go over exactly what happened at Bella Duvall's War of the Roses, only at Atomic Rose in Memphis, Tennessee. So get ready to lose. I mean, get ready to get into it. This is the War of the Roses Review. 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 As you can tell, I'm very, um, I am angry, I am pissed, and let's get into it. <laughs> she is, uh, she is not a Christian today. She's not a Christian! That's right. Get out! She's tampering in dark-sided stuff! <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> wow. Well... This is a new week, a new day, a new dawn, and we are here to talk about all things War of the Roses All-Stars. Now, we are filming this the day after the aftermath, after the war. Um, Anneli, I want to know, before we get into this, how are you feeling now that you've had some time to process last week's episode? I am feeling... I'm wavering between two things. One is sadness because I really wanted to, um, you know, I really wanted to win, number one. I really wanted to make it to the roast because it was probably the one I was most excited to try and do. Um, But I'm also feeling a little relieved because now I don't have to like worry about putting looks together, coming up with concepts, because it really is a lot of work and it's a lot of money. Like even making my little costume, which we'll talk about later, like it wasn't expensive, but I had to spend a little bit of money to try and make that happen. Um, So I'm sad, but I'm relieved. Um, I'm really excited for the top four. I maybe I'll um, maybe later I'll talk about whose team I'm officially on. I don't know, but um, I'm so excited to be like an official watcher of War of the Roses because not only was I a competitor, but I've said before, I am a fan of War of the Roses and I am a spectator of it. So I'm excited to go to the rest of the episodes and to see what the fuck happens. Yeah. And I just have to say before we get into everything, I think you did such a good job this season. You had an amazing little run and uh, I'm really proud of you. I think you did a great job. You should be very proud of yourself. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of being proud, we are going to proudly <laughs> jump into this review. Now, this week was a double whammy. Once again, we had two um, main challenges and then a runway challenge. So this week is the Sugar and Spice Ball. The Divas were challenged with two performance challenges. The first one was Good Girl. They wanted to see your softest, sweetest side. And then the second challenge was go bad. You had to flip the coin. You had to beat your dark, evil uh, counterpart to your first challenge. Now, going into this, were you excited about doing this kind of uh, juxtaposition of performances? Yeah, I was I was really excited to do this because it I when I when I came into this, I was like, I really want to do something that is so clearly drastically different. 
Um, I had a feeling a lot of people were going to go maybe like sexy, um, which I guess that didn't happen. It's what I thought, though. Um, and I, I also so I wanted to be very different from the first one to the second one. And I also really wanted to be very, very different from everybody else. Um, so I was excited going into it. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it. And then we round off the night with uh, the runway, which is Remember My Name. You just had to brand yourself to a look that says who you are. Were you excited about the runway moment? Yeah, I have been conceptualizing this look when, since we got the brief. Um, and um, I'm ultimately really glad that it came together. And uh, again, we'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, I was so excited for this runway. And again, I'm so excited to talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Speaking of talking about things, we're going to go ahead and dive into the first performance challenge, which was Good Girl. Now, the first diva to come out and do the thing was Miss Annalie Duchet, and she came out and did a girl for all seasons moment. Why don't you go ahead and explain to the people your thought process behind this moment? Yeah. <clears throat> so I did Girl for All Seasons, which is a song from Grease 2, which is one of my favorite movies and little musicals. Grease 2 is better than Grease. Just saying that. Um, and, you know, to me, when I think of like my softest, sweetest side, it's really all about like love and um, just being like sweet and innocent. Um, so to me, this song kind of emulates that. And so what I did, I had this background that had um, it had spring, summer, fall, winter. And throughout the number, I had like little costume changes that were supposed to match up with that that season. And ultimately I thought it looked really cute. I really liked my summer look. Um, I thought it was cute. I don't really wear bathing suits like that on the runway, but I did and it was fun. Um, <clears throat> I will say, I think I, I stayed on the stage. I didn't really go out to the audience and I didn't really serve a lot of grandiose type of moments, but I think I held my own really well for this one. I think it was cute. Me moving on like in the back to each scene and like putting on a costume, I think was a cool concept. Um, so I enjoyed it. I'm giving myself a bloom for this um, and get into it. Yeah, I really enjoyed this number. I thought this was really clever. I like the storyline that you were telling with moving around the screen. I thought that was really smart. And you have really been the only person to utilize the power of the screen. So yeah, yeah. I really thought this was a smart way to go about this challenge. I mean, you literally showed us four characters by <laughs> yourself, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, I love this number and I think it's a complete bloom for me. Yes. Speaking of blooms, this next diva has gotten blooms all fucking season. And this number <laughs> is no exception. Her name yeah. is Jalea Jolie Times, and she came out and did another gospel moment. We've seen one before, but this was like the sequel, honey. She came out and did this super energetic, super, um, I don't even know how to explain it. She was just very in the moment. She was very much giving the people some gospel realness and the audience lived for this number they were on their feet they were throwing dollars at her my criticisms of this number are that we've just seen it before i feel like we've seen her do the gospel this was a copy and paste from the first time she did it um that being said i think the number was very solid she didn't fuck up at all it was like she knew every word she knew every beat 
So it was very hard to critique in that aspect, but we have seen it before. So um, that was also in my mind. Overall, it is definitely a bloom. I think she did really, really good for this challenge and it did give good girl to me. So she did hit the brief and uh, I can't fault her for that. So it's a bloom. Yeah, I I didn't really see this one. Um, I heard it and I saw her look and I heard the audience. So that is what I'm gonna base this off of. And also now your critiques. Um, I think, here's the thing. I'm not gonna like g give her information out like that because it's not my story to tell. But what I will say is that uh, Jalea found herself struggling to get to the venue and she had had something happen that I know was maybe but that could have potentially taken her out of the game for a moment i know if if the situation would have happened to me i probably would have been like bitch i'm not coming up fuck y'all um but julia still showed up and did the damn thing um and the crowd was definitely living she definitely looked amazing um and i will say though even though i didn't see it i agree with your initial idea or i agree with what you said at the end which is like we've seen this before and when i think of a competition like, yes, showcase your strengths, but also like do something new, do something different. At least for me, that's what I wanted. I'm not saying Julia has to do that, but for me, that's what I wanted. Um, either way though, it is a, I'm gonna give this a soft bloom just because we've already seen exactly this, but it's really fucking excellent. So can't falter. The next diva to come out and do the thing was Miss Honeyblunt. Honeyblunt came out and did this goddess flower power nymph moment. So she walked around and uh, she was just lip syncing. And then as she walked to each section of the audience, she did this like little spell moment with her hands. And then flowers just appeared from the audience and like were like being held up by audience members. And it was happening like all over the room. So there was a fuck ton of flowers everywhere. It was really cool. It was a really cool moment. And this gave me all the theatrical vibes that I needed. Like it was, it was everything. So I have to give this a bloom. It was really, really solid. A very good way to uh, to start the night for Honey. So it's definitely a bloom for me. She was literally blooming. Um, so yeah. Yeah, this sounds like a really, really cool concept. I wish I could have seen the whole thing because uh, it sounds really cool. And it sounds very theatrical, which, um, you know, again, I think when I think about mine, like, I wonder what I could have done to make it a little bit more theatrical because it is from a, a musical. But anyway, this is about Honey. Uh, I will say her look was fucking beautiful. I thought she looked so, so good. She literally looked like a, a goddess nymph in the forest. Um, <clears throat> so she looked amazing. Uh, that sound, the concept sounds really cool. And again, I heard the crowd living for Honey, which they usually do. Honey's great. We've said over and over again that she has really amazing uh, stage presence. So it sounds like it's a bloom, so it's gonna be a bloom for me, but I'm gonna watch those videos and make sure, don't worry. Yeah, she will be watching. Speaking of watching, this next diva had me watching her the entire performance. Her name is Zoe Adams, and Zoe came out and did a fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus number. This was wild, very unexpected for Zoe. It was honestly out of left field. You know, this <laughs> episode was not really a comedy challenge it was more just like do whatever you want so i'm really glad that zoe took this opportunity to show some versatility yeah. and i really liked it i thought that she delivered it very funny and she had me rolling there were points where she would just like make these deadpan stares at the judges table she just doesn't give a fuck and i love that 
I really love that about Zoe. So this is definitely a bloom for me. I thought it was really good. My one critique is that she did not go on the stage at all. I wish mm. she would have, if you're going to do a theatrical moment, I, I want you to really utilize the essence of theater and get on the fucking stage, bitch. Um, but I did appreciate her crowd work. I thought she worked really well to the audience. So um, overall, it's definitely a bloom for me. It's a very solid bloom. Yeah, this is definitely a bloom for me. First of all, the fact that she did fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus by Funkel Funkel and Oates. Oh, should I forget the name of the band? Uh, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, very very funny. This is what I was kind of talking about with the uh, with what I was saying about Julia. Like Zoe really thought of something new and fresh and different for Zoe because again, this is a competition. It's an opportunity to like showcase some some versatility, and I really love that Zoe went went this way um and the look was really funny um it gave me like little girl dancing in a church kind of thing like the costume itself also juxtaposed with what bella was wearing like it was just, it was just a moment it was such a good moment um it was definitely funny there were a lot of laughs i heard the crowd living um and zoe ate this one up so fuck you and it's a bloom Fuck you in the ass because you love Jesus is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we love ass. Speaking of ass, this next diva loves to come out and flash her ass and titties at everyone. Yeah. Her yeah. name is Tiffany Minx and Tiffany came out and did also a very uh, versatile moment. I was not expecting Tiffany to give us a ballad moment and I really did appreciate it. Tiffany came out and did this country song called Pretty by Lauren Elena and it was really good. I thought it was really nice to see Tiffany giving a softer side and really showcasing her ability to do a ballad. Um, mm. If I had to critique it, I just wish that it was elevated. She at one point had a mirror and she was walking around and the mirror said, you are beautiful on like the reflective side. And she was holding it at the audience. I really wish she would have played on that a little more and built up into that moment because I feel like as the number went on, she just relied on that same gimmick the whole way through. Mm. And I feel like if she would have built up into that or if she would have like had like a moment where, I don't I don't know, like if it was me and I was doing this, I would have had like another mirror that said, not you. And I would, I would have <laughs> flipped it around when I got to Bella or something and like really <laughs> gagged the audience. Um, yeah, I just would have built into it a little bit more. I would have, I would have had another gag, maybe built into that gag. Um, sure. Overall, it is a bloom for me. I did enjoy it. I, honestly, I think everybody did really good in this performance category. I think this was a very solid way to start the night. So, um, yeah, it's a night of blooms for me. Yeah, I think Tiffany looked really, really beautiful. I loved the hair. I loved the purple outfit that she had underneath the, like, giant rope. I love anything with a big sleeve, like a fat, puffy sleeve. Uh, and Tiffany definitely had that. Uh, she's done some ballads before and she is good at a ballad. She she can she can serve she can emote what needs to happen in a ballad. Um I do think Tiffany, if you're listening, which I hope that you are, and I've probably messaged you this already. Um, I definitely think Tiffany needs to just just as you were saying, like take what she has, but then flip it in a kind of way or like turn it on spin it on its head just a little bit or add another kind of element that takes whatever you're doing a little bit further or add something a little bit different because i think you know the more that you can like surprise the judges or give new moments in one number i think it's always stronger 
Um, or it can be stronger. Sometimes it could be too much. Um, but anyway, I will agree though. I think Tiffany did really well. This is a blow. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Well, overall, what did you think of this performance challenge? Did you enjoy the good girls moment? Did you think it was a solid little number or did you think that this was a booger boots moment? I thought it was really, really fun. It was everyone presented something very different, which I love. Like literally no one did anything that anyone else was doing. Um, so so that was like, that was great. Well, I guess Julia and Zoe both were serving church, but it was a very different type of church moment. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought this was a great way to start. Um, and it definitely set an interesting you know, foreshadowing of what was to come in the bad girls moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of bad girls, we are going to go. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. We are going to go take a break and then we're going to come back and do the bad girls. It's going to be fierce. Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, hermitise for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig, that is hella gorgeous contact ella on facebook or instagram at hella wigs that's h-e-l-l-a-w-i-g-z links can be found in the description of this episode all right welcome back from that break now as we said the, uh, the first performance was good girl we wanted to see the softest sweetest side and the second round was Go Bad, where we had to serve kind of the flip side of the coin, take us to the dark side, the shadow, the naughty, the bad. Um, and I'm so excited to get into this one. So hit it. Yeah. So the first diva to come out was Miss Annalie Duchet. And Annalie did this crawling by Lincoln Park moment. Now, Annalie, why don't you explain to everyone your thought process behind this one? Because this was very different from the musical moment that you gave at the beginning. Yeah, I also think it's very different from anything I've ever done in my life. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna get a little real here. I'm gonna get a little vulnerable and I'm gonna try and keep it brief. Try, try. So when I read, show us your dark side, show us your shadow, go into your the deepest crevices of your mind kind of thing, um, I immediately, for whatever reason, went to some experiences that I've had in the past when it comes to like, oh, trigger warning, I should give trigger warnings. This is a trigger warning. If, if like the discussion of suicide and self-harm is something that it doesn't you don't vibe with, skip ahead. Um, but anyways, um, I definitely have experienced in the past a lot of suicidal ideation. I had a lot of issues with my mental health. And I did, when I was younger, um, engage in some self-harm. Um, and so to me, that is like my darkest side. It is my shadow. It's the thing that when I'm in my, when I experience like not being happy, um, you know, I can easily go back there even now as like an adult. So. 
I wanted to take this moment and use it, use my drag as like a, a cathartic moment because I've never done that before. I've never done, I've never used my drag to like emote negative emotions or like to kind of like share or express that part of me. So I tried to go for that. Um, also, Linkin Park is one of my most favorite bands. Um, when I was younger, they really, the music really did kind of help me navigate my emotions. Um, and so it was just a big moment where what I was serving was like a person was in a padded cell. Um, they had like a, a, a straight jacket on. And then when it was removed, they had all these cuts all over their body. At the end, I did bring out a knife and it was supposed to be like me battling my inner demons of whether or not I was going to like end my life. Um, <clears throat> ultimately, I didn't. And so that was what I tried to serve. I think it was a little... It potentially went a little too dark, maybe. I don't really know. I don't know how well it read or how well it didn't read, but it was a moment. I'm very proud that I did it. It was um, it was definitely interesting for sure. I'm gonna give myself a soft bloom. I worry that I, I just worry that I potentially like changed the vibe in the room, but also, I don't know. Anyway, I'm gonna give myself a soft bloom. That's my story. Um, what did you think? Yeah, first of all, I want to say it's absolutely correct when you say that drag is a medium for us to be able to express ourselves and our emotions. I've definitely dabbled in, you know, doing that. So I feel you and your scene, your drag is very valid. Um, I think without knowing the backstory that you just said, if you're right. just looking at this from a judge's standpoint and not knowing um, your mindset going into it, right. I think that for me, it was actually a really solid number. It gave me the juxtaposition from how like cheery and happy you were in the first number. And it completely subverted that. And it, it gave me a completely different storyline. So I really appreciated that. You know, the whole point of this challenge is to really showcase your versatility. And you definitely did that. I think that this number was very solid for me. Um, I definitely enjoyed the, um, the aspect of seeing you crawl on the floor with a fucking knife, which was the knife real? I have the to knife. Know. The knife was absolutely real. Okay, so real knife. This bitch <laughs> is walking around with this fucking real ass knife, and the way you were swinging it at the end, like really close to your body, I actually gripped Kayla, who was sitting next to me. Shout out to Kayla. Right. Yes. And um, yeah, I had gripped Kayla's wrist, and I was like, she's about to stab herself. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna accidentally like stab yourself on stage, which honestly, go off, sis. Um, yeah, so I thought that this was a very solid bloom. I I had no real issues with it. I guess if we're breaking it down to the yeah. to the nitty gritty, yeah. um, I could yeah. see how, like you said, maybe it changed the vibe of the room. I mean, it was a really dark number but i think the category uh i said crawled because you crawled around um <laughs> i think that the category called for you to do something like this you know it's supposed to showcase the dark side the evil side the messed up side the the not happy side and i think that you definitely did that so i'm gonna give it a bloom i did enjoy the number and uh yeah that's how i feel about it work well speaking of feeling things this next diva <laughs> came out and felt herself up for five minutes her name <laughs> is jalea jolie times and she came out and did a bad girl rap moment now here's the thing about this number i think that it was a really fun number the audience obviously really loves Jalea. My issue with it was that it really didn't 
reinvent the wheel. And this was the problem I kind of had with Julia all night was that she didn't really give us anything that we haven't seen before. Not that I counted off for that because I'm. I, it was a good number, yeah. but I think overall, when other people are showcasing numbers that are so fresh and I haven't really seen them do it, it is more exciting to watch. So uh, yeah, I think this number could have used a little bit more of a of a pick me up. She should have hit a bump before she came out. Then that would have been really fun. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm gonna give it a bloom. But it's definitely a soft bloom for me. I've I've seen Julia do a little bit more than this. So um, for me, it's a soft bloom. What did you think of this number? Yeah, so she looked incredible. Uh, her glasses accessories moments have really, really been fucking lit. Like, I don't, I need to know where she gets her glasses from. I wonder if it's like Jen Lee or somewhere else. I don't know, but she, Did she, she kind of- this thing where she like walks out with the glasses, she'll like wear them. And then she goes up on the stage and just takes her fucking sweet time to take them off and put them on the DJ booth, which I live, <laughs> it's so country. I, I yeah. can't with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, with all that said, and then like a kind of like a bad girl rap moment. Um, obviously, this was really, really fun. It's really good to watch. I, I, I think I was. I ca- I said this a few times um, last night, which would have been last week. Whatever. I said it a few a few times at the venue, but I was like, "Bitch, you could literally go out there wearing just socks, and everyone would live. You could sit there in a chair with socks." and everyone would live. Like, there's just something about Julia. She has, she demands stage presence. And like, you can't help but but love and live for everything that she's doing. She's really it's incredible. The it's, it's the titty. Yeah, it's, it's 100% tits. Um, I will agree with you though. This is definitely something that we've seen before. And as I mentioned earlier, like, because to me, this is a competition and because we're so far in, like these are moments to do something a little bit different or again, to like kind of turn the the thing on its head. But I obviously can't really say anything because Julia is not the one who went home, I am. Um, so this is gonna be a balloon to work through it. Yeah, speaking of working, this next diva came out and showed us just how hard she'd worked for this week. Her name is Honey Blunt, and she did an original track about being the hashtag. She came out as this wicked witch of the hemp, and uh, it was really fun. I thought this number was really fun. It was definitely on brand for Honey, and um, she showcased a character that she's obviously put a lot of time in. So uh, for me, it's a blip. Yeah, for me, this is going to be a soft bloom. Overall, it did what needed to be done. I liked the I liked the concept and like the voice that she put on on the track, like this little evil hashtag like that was uh, it's fun. And like making like thinking of this character, like in the studio booth, recording this like diss track, just it makes me fucking live. Um, I will say, though, much like what we've been kind of saying about Julia, I've seen this character before and I've heard the hashtag on a track before. Um, so it wasn't that it wasn't that new to me is really all it is. And for that, I'm giving it a soft bloom. But otherwise, again, my opinions don't fucking matter. Well, this next diva came out and did the damn thing. Her name yes. is Zoe Adams. Ugh. And she came out and did this sex on fucking wheels number. It 
was wild. This bitch is crazy and I live for her. She definitely showcased her exact opposite side of being a dumb bitch like she did in her first number. She came out and took it very serious. She did this like sexy number. It was just very like, not a care in the world. I'm sexy, I'm hotter than everyone in the room and I know it and that's what it gave. And I appreciate that level of confidence. I'm definitely going to give it a bloom. This was super solid for me and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, this is this is a bloom. She she did a strip tease moment, right? It was like a strip Yeah, tease. it was it was very strippy. Strippy strip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gave strippy strip, sexy wheels, sexy on wheels. Um a yeah, willow I, strip. Right. <laughs> oh no. 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 It's not a big strip, it's a willow strip. Oh my God. Um, anyway, so yeah, Zoe really <laughs> fucking turned it. She looked incredible. It also, this is what I wanted from like very different uh, from the first number because it was. She gave us a really funny, campy, silly moment about sex. But then for the second one, she completely turned the sex wheels into a whole different world of sex. It's like really sexy and seductive and vampy um so work zoe i wish that i could do what you do but um i can't so work it's a bloom yeah she finger banged her way to a bloom speaking of getting finger banged this next diva came <laughs> out and gave us a bad girl country moment her name is tiffany minks and tiffany really surprised me with this number she had a lot of energy i really appreciated the number i thought it was really fun I overall, I think the same criticisms from the first number apply to this one. I think she could have just taken it further. And uh, yeah, that's really my only criticism. I just wish that she had pushed it just a little bit harder. You have to push the envelope. Sometimes you do have to reinvent the wheel. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is fine, girl. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Ain't nobody got to reinvent the wheel. Caffeine. This <laughs> it's a yeah, I... I um I here's the thing I loved her look I loved she had she was she was all dolled up in red um and she had like this big red robe that she took off and revealed into like another little red skimpy outfit I loved the way that she looked tonight um I thought it was really strong um I think if I'm giving other people criticisms for kind of doing the same thing I have to do this with Tiffany I think what Tiffany presented tonight was she was relying on the look to give us this idea of bad. And I wonder what else she could have done to really take us into the storyline of her being like a bad country girl. What else could she have done? But I, I will say, I think it was solid. I was entertained watching this. And again, I think she looked really pretty and I really liked what she was wearing. Um, and so I'm going to give this one a soft bloom. Yeah, yeah, I'll soft bloom it with you as well. Um, speaking of being soft, I am going to <laughs> We will this be way, no, this transition has fucking broken me. I can't we have to, we're just gonna listen. Listen, bitch, we're just gonna beep that transition and we're gonna do I'm gonna do a different one. Okay, here's the transition. We are going to take a break and when we come back, we are gonna be talking about the runway are you excited to get into this runway oh fuck yeah you know i love a runway let's go yeah so listen to the commercials give us some ad money and we'll be right back 
If you're anything like us, you probably like to get a little stoned. And Bling by Foxy is here to help you get your fix. Bling by Foxy specializes in crystal customizations and luxury upcycling. Whether it's Chanel shoes, a gown, or even your favorite clutch, Bling by Foxy is here to give your fashion choices all of the sparkle they need. So if you need to commission someone to embellish your fashion with Bling and sparkle, contact Foxy Scamazon. You can contact Foxy on her Instagram at TheFoxyScamazon. That's T-H-E-E Foxy Scamazon. Or you can find her on Instagram at Bling by Foxy. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Fuck Miami, have you heard about Profanity Cosmetics? No bitch, I haven't. What's Profanity Cosmetics? Well, Profanity Cosmetics is a queer-owned and operated cosmetics company based out of Vermont. They have eyeshadows, lip gloss, and some of the fucking sickest glitter I have ever seen. You've got to be shitting me. I'm not. But the owner, Lucy for Matrix, even donates a portion of all proceeds to queer-based charities such as the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, the California Center, and Rainbow Railroad. No fucking way. So how can I find this bitch? Well, you can find Lucy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lucy Fur Matrix. You can also find their products on Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at I Love Profanity. You can also check out their Instagram at profanity.cosmetics. All those links can be found in the description of this episode. Make sure to check out Profanity Cosmetics, cosmetics you can swear by. Well, welcome back from that break. We are now going to get into my most favorite part of War of the Roses, which is dooming and blooming the runway looks. I'm so excited for this moment. Now, the runway, I'm going to read to you the brief and what it said, because, you know, I love a Google and I love a scientific moment. So here's what it says. The name of this was called Remember My Name. Leave your name on their lips and in their minds. Brand yourself through a look, however you choose. Explore how to communicate your name and brand to an audience through a mainly visual medium. Sell yourself. Now, Miami, uh, before we get into it, when you heard this brief, what were you thinking in your mind? Were you excited for this? Were you worried for us? What was going on? Yeah, so I love the idea of this runway because it's very quintessential you. Like, who are you as an entertainer and how can you convey that on the runway? Yeah. Um, in my season, um, the OG season one, <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite runways. This was the runway that we did when we came back from the COVID hiatus. And it kind of right. like, it steamrolled War of the Roses into what it is. Um, and I won that challenge. A ding again, please. So, uh, yeah, I have a really good feeling about this runway because it's near and dear to my heart. Um, why don't we go ahead and jump into it and uh, get into these looks, shall we? So first up on stage, we have Miss Annalie Duchet, who, y'all, this was a wild fucking look. She came out uh, what was supposed to be a literal douche. So she had this giant, like, black thing over her body that was supposed to be, like, the bottle portion of the douche. And she made this headpiece that is supposed to be the, the little part that you insert into your ass and it has like little blue squirts at the top um and honestly like it is a wild look it could probably be constructed a little bit but a lot better but regardless i think this definitely meets the brief i think it's very very campy very stupid and i will say i think it 
it meets the brief pretty well. And also, I really do love the headpiece. I had a lot. I had a lot of fun making this outfit. Um, I'm gonna give this a bloom. Oh, that Annalie girl is such a fucking douche. <laughs> um, listen, I loved this look. I thought this was so fun. You are crazy, bitch. You look beautiful. I love the hair moment. I think you look gorgeous in the mug. The outfit, it could be constructed just a little bit better, but who yeah, fucking it. cares, bitch? Who, who does this? Like, who says in their minds, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a giant douche. Um, I Listen, I love the look. I love the idea of the look. I love how it turned out and it's a complete bloom for me. I think this is very solid and quintessential you. If, yeah. uh, if you walked out, I would know what the runway was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bloom. Well, next up to the stage, we have Miss Julia Jolie times who was giving us this very interesting, like artsy moment. She had a white kind of bodysuit with these white, um heels and on it it's got like some drawn on moments some black lines it's very cartoony uh and uh we're calling it an etch-a-sketch black and white moment um i think the look is cool i don't know if i get jalea like i don't know how this brands jalea um honestly if i were her i would just come out with tits and her pussy yeah but I think um, I think for the look, I mean, for the look and what it w- what was supposed to be the moment, I'm going to give it a soft bloom. I don't think this reads to me as this is Julia branding herself, but it's a very cool outfit. And I live for what she did on the runway. Yeah, for me, this is also a soft bloom. I didn't really get Julia from this, although I do love the outfit itself. This is very fun. This is very conceptual. And I live for it. She's serving body. She's showing tits. Um, yeah, it's a soft bloom. I wish she would have taken it a little bit further. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up to the stage, we have Honey Blunt, who was serving us Witch of the Wax. Now, um, we have not said this, but kind of throughout the night, uh, Honey did paint herself green. So every character she brought to the stage was this green moment. She kept the green moment going. She has this, uh, she kind of, again, it's the Witch of the Wax, so she was green. She kind of looks witchy. She has, like, this weird waxy thing that she was using as a as a prop moment. Um, I, this is not at all me coming from being upset that Honey sent me home, that dumb bitch. It's harmful, dangerous, gross, disgusting, and should never be promoted. I have to say, though, I genuinely do not like this look. It is a doom for me. I just don't like it. I don't know how to fix it, but I don't like it. Yeah, I here's the thing. Honey painting herself green, it might have been a uh, good idea in uh, in her mind, but in execution, it makes it really hard to make three looks um, look well with the green. Hard. And I think as the night went on, the thought process behind keeping the looks cohesive and together with the green skin, it just started to kind of crumble. Um, I definitely think if you're going to do like a night where all three of your looks have to make sense together, because I can tell she was trying to tell a storyline with all of her looks. I mean, she came out and did, she was growing the weed in the first number, and then (laughs) she was stealing the weed in the second number. And in this one, she was the weed. Um, Listen, this number, oh, oh, okay. Um, I definitely think it was the weakest of the three. 
this is this was the weakest look that she did all night and the other two looks really weren't judged like that wasn't the point of those sure. um i think that this is a it's a doom i i just don't like it but it didn't matter she still won right <laughs> so. she, still, she still fucking killed it which also like congrats congrats to you honey um no yeah. no no hate to honey i just don't like the look next up to the stage we had miss zoe adams who was serving us this fucking lit ass moment uh, with this big afro that she had on uh, I would say the look like the costume she was wearing is very quintessential it shows off her body um, it looks really good on her she's got her high heels that go all the way up to her asshole um, and you know she's she also at some point when she got on the stage she did the black power hand moment which very fierce uh, shout out to black power I will say though the sign is a little hokey pokey. I feel like she found this sign behind a dumpster and she was like, oh, hokey it's pokey my name. Hobby Lobby. Yeah, yeah, hokey pokey Hobby Lobby. Um, I think there could have been a little bit more forethought of how to take this sign moment and make it a moment. But again, she made it to the top, so it really doesn't fucking matter. Um, but this is a this is a bloom for me. I think I think this looks quintessential. Zoe, I love this afro on her. It looks so, so good. She looks amazing. Yeah, I'm going to give it a bloom. I do enjoy this look. Um, I think that I would have maybe switched the shoe for a different um, shoe because it uh -huh. was a little mismatched in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. overall, I do enjoy the outfit. So I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a bloom. Um, also, yeah, the, the sign, the sign should have been a sign to throw it away um, <laughs> because it was the sign was not it. I hate the sign. It Like, I don't know what it was about tonight, but Julia also had written something on her glass, well, on her glasses. And, uh. oh, Julia had a sign and she didn't bring it out. And I told her after the gig, I was like, girl, I'm glad you didn't fucking bring that out because that sign was <laughs> horrible. Like, it looked like she had gotten high and then wrote it. Well, speaking <laughs> of... Real. I'm glad she didn't bring it. So I'm going to listen to Julia. Well, here's the thing. I understand wanting to have a sign with your name on it because, again, the idea was kind of branding yourself. And how else do you brand? Like, uh, like the easiest way to brand is to literally have your name somewhere. Get um, a stencil. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bloom, though. Work. Speaking of people who... <laughs> Uh, speaking of signs, this next bitch really turned it out with the sign that she had. We had Miss Tiffany Minks who came out in this like bandit cowgirl inspired look. She also created this really cool sign that says wanted the backwoods Barbie huge reward. And then in the center, it was a cutout where she could put her face in it. I thought this was such a fun, fun runway moment for Tiffany. It definitely, this is the twist that I've been talking about. She twisted it just a little bit. Um, she also had some moments where she put her boobs in the in the space of the wanted sign. Um, maybe she put her pussy in her ass. I don't remember, but I thought this was a very, very fun moment for Tiffany. And I'm going to bloom this one. This was good. Yeah, this is definitely a bloom for me. If you're going to do a sign, do it like this. Yeah. This was a really good take on a wanted poster and I loved it. I think this is super fierce and I cannot wait to see what she does next week. This is the elevation that I need for her going into the next challenge. So um, yeah, I like, I like it. It's overall, it's a bloom. 
Now, Miami, I did not hear you super bloom anyone. It's very possible that that maybe this was not a night of a super bloom, but do you have any super blooms or any standouts from either the runway or the performances? Um, here's the thing. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes super blooms just don't happen. Sure. And um, if you have a problem with that, this is what I have to say. Uh, you know, FYI for all of you girls up there, I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses. Be prepared. We didn't have time to be rehearsed. Make and- it work. Make it work. Fucking make it happen. I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses anymore. The super bloom went to the McDonald's that told me they were cash only. <laughs> um, that's both of them. Both of them. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Um, I think everybody did good. Um, The Super Bloom this week goes to goes to the bartenders. (laughs) I have to say, from hearing your critiques and also the concepts, I I think Honey's first one sounded really really cool. I'm very excited to watch that one on camera with all of like the flowers popping out and her casting a spell. I, I that sounds really fun. Um, and very honey and very cool. So um, I don't know if that's if that's going to be my super bloom, but may- maybe it will be. So that was the doom and blooms for the girls. Now let's go ahead and doom and bloom the baddest bitch herself, Miss Bella Duvall. Uh, let me remember what she did. Oh, okay. Bella did this sexy nun moment. She had this giant rosary anal bead necklace moment. Uh, she... It, it was definitely very nun, but it was also very sexy. She had like this leather kind of corset kind of thing on. I have zero bad things to say about this look. This was very, very fun. I'm going to, bl- you know what? She can have the super bloom. Bella has my super bloom tonight. She better work. Yeah, I agree with that. Bella gets the super bloom. I think that this was a very well-constructed look. I loved it from head to toe. And if there was any mistakes, it's none of my business. Wow, yes. Let's make puns a habit. Oh, no, God, ew. Where's the fucking fart? No, where's the fart? Where is it? Oh my God, I forgot what button it is. Oh, fuck. Just press one, see if it's right. Oh, I found it. (laughs) Yes, because you know habits are what nuns were. Um, Okay, great. So here- How do we break that habit? Why don't you give yourself a fart? How about this one? Oh, well, come on, Teletubby. Teleport us to Mars. What the f***? Yeah, speaking of teleportations, let's teleport our way into the placements. So here is what ended up happening. (laughs) Jalea was safe, uh, which meant Annalie, Tiffany, Zoe, and Honey were up to either be in the bottom or top. And you already know who's in the bottom. In the bottom, we had myself and Tiffany Minks, which left Honey and Zoe in the top places uh which like work um now miami i know you have to be careful with your words but i also am very curious to know as the judge did you feel that the tops and bottoms were the ones who should be the tops and bottoms um at the end of the day there are a panel of judges yes and the majority of the panel thought that this was how it should have been so that's also what i agree with i mean that's what they said so that's how it is um I do think that it was a very close night and throughout the entire night, I had no idea 
how it was going to happen. So um, it was definitely a shocking moment for me. I personally, like, you know, this was really the first time during the entire competition where I was like, oh my God, my drag sister and my podcasting sister are in the bottom. And so I knew that this elimination was going to be a hard one to watch yeah. for me as a fan of the show. So um, yeah, I was, I was really clinching my pearls at this elimination. How did you feel going into it? You were the one in the hot seat. I, yeah, I, here's the thing. I thought I was going to be safe. I really did. I wasn't sure about the top. I wasn't sure. Um, I would have accepted it with open arms though, but I really thought I was going to be safe this night. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't want to say like who I think should have been in the bottom. Cause again, as, as you're saying, like it really is up to the judges. It, it's not about me and my opinion. Um, so whatever they say is what is true. Um, but I will say, I don't think I should have been in the bottom is what I'll say. Um, when I heard that I was in the bottom, I was like, fuck, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I just knew it. I felt it in my mind. And you know what? Um, because actually, no, no, no. Well, should I talk about the, the honey conversation now or later? Um, we can talk. We'll talk about it once we get to her decision. Okay, great, great, great. Um, so yeah, there were some interesting conversations that happened that we'll talk to about in a moment. Um, I, I, th- when she told us who was in the bottom and who was in the top, I knew I was going home. That's what I'll say. Yeah. So the lip sync moment happened. The top two were announced. It was Zoe and Honey and the lip sync happened and the lip sync was Juice by Lizzo. Oh, um, so good. So I have a question going okay. into it. Did you think that you had any chance of staying or were you certain that both of them would chop you? Yeah, actually, now I'm going to amend my words. Uh, I think if Zoe had won, I don't know what her decision would have been. I really don't. I think Zoe, um, I think Zoe, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what Zoe would have done is kind of the point there. I think I could have had a stronger chance with Zoe if she would have uh, won the lip sync. Uh, but I knew no matter what, if if Honey was there, I was going to go home. No shade either. Like, I, it's just the truth. <laughs> so let's get into the lip sync. The lip sync happened and Honey ended up snatching the win. And then it was her time to decide whose fate ended on the night. Well, wait, um, hold, up, hold up, hold up, hold up. How did you feel about this lip sync? Did you think it was a good lip sync? Um, I thought it was did- a bad lip sync. I thought it was bad, and here's why. Same. I think that Same. Honey did a, a good job. I think Honey did a really good job with the lip sync. But I was really disappointed that Zoe, it was almost like she phoned it in. I know what Zoe can do. I know what she's capable of. And it just seems like she did not want to make the decision of chopping someone. Because this was a really hard night to chop someone. I mean, it, it was a hard one. Um, so I, I mean, I don't blame her for throwing it, but also this is a competition and I want to see you like strive to win, you know, this is your moment to win. So, uh, yeah, I really wish she would have pumped it all the way and given us like a really intense battle, but it, at the end of the day, honey stormed it and she took the win. Um, what did you feel about the lip sync? How did you feel watching it? Uh, well, I will say I was in my mind the whole time. Uh, because I was like battling my inner demons uh, about like, oh no, am I going home? Am I staying? Like what's happening? What could have I done different? Like all of that was going through my mind. Um, I will say I did not like the lip sync. I did not like this one. I think it's, it might be the weakest one that we've had this season. Um, but 
all of that said, uh, regardless of whether or not Zoe threw it, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I have not asked her. I did not talk to her. I don't know. Um, if she did, like, I, this is a competition, as you said, and you can play whatever game you want to play to ensure that you make it to the end. Um, and if that's what Zoe did, like, work. Do a bitch. Um, but also, as we've seen in the past, Zoe doesn't really know her words sometimes. and Maybe she really didn't know the words of the song. So who knows? I don't know, girl. It kind of seems like she did it on purpose. But <laughs> what happened, happened. Yes, and happened, then... Happened it was time to determine someone's fate and you ended up being the person honey decided to send home now backstage before this how was the conversation like because for those of you that don't know each week the divas have a little meeting before the elimination and they get to plead their case what was this situation like for you yeah and i'm we're only like sharing the conversation because honey openly talked about the conversation on stage. Otherwise this would not be any of y'all's like um, your business, but because she brought it out, I'm talking about it. So when we were, and also, I, I, and it's just to, to, to bring some transparency to this because I'm no longer in the competition and I'm a bitch now. So here we go. Um, so when we were upstairs, uh, honey looked at me and Tiffany and said, well, what do y'all have to say? And Tiffany uh, pleaded her case. She, I won't say what she said because it, it's not my place to say. Oh, well, no, no, no. I think Tiffany would be fine with me sharing. I think. Should I share? If not, we'll ask her and then we'll beep it if she doesn't want you to share. So if okay, this next part is beeped, <laughs> Tiffany did not want it in. <laughs> right. right. So Tiffany said, uh, she said, I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, you should keep me because I've been in the bottom and it would be, it would be the best choice for you. Uh, she said that to Honey. Then Honey didn't really let me answer the question. Honey gave me an ultimatum first. She said, um, if I if I landed in the bottom and you were in the top next week, would you keep me? And I didn't say no, but I definitely did not say yes. What I said was, Honey, this is not the game that I want to play. I don't want to promise you something that I really don't know if I could keep my word. Um, if you landed in the bottom and I felt you needed to go home, I would send you home. Uh, and I think what honey heard was no matter what happens, if you're in the bottom, I'm sending you home, <laughs> which is not at all what I said, but I think that's what she heard. So because I did not meet the demands of honey's ultimatum, um, honey, I think felt a little worried and which I don't think she should feel worried at all. Like she's been doing so good this entire season. Like she's been in the top. She's won three at this point. So um, anyways, so she gave me that ultimatum. I did not meet it. And uh, what she said on stage was because of that, because I could not guarantee that she, that I would not save her. Um, she wanted to make sure that she put herself first and she sent me home. And, you know, here's the thing. It, people, I, when this happens on like drag race, people say, oh, it's an unfair decision. It's not fair. They didn't make the fair decision. Bitch, she had the power to do what she wanted. It is fair. It is fair. And for that, I have zero hate for Honey. I love the decision she made. It's fucking gaggy. Um, it's probably the most iconic, like kind of bottom two, top two decisions to happen in war so far. And I'm glad that I got to be a part of it. So you're welcome, Honey.
Yeah, this was definitely a gaggy moment. It will go down in War of the Roses history, in the lore, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Um, as a super gaggy moment. You're basically the Manila of all stars, um, <laughs> which I live. Um, so yeah, now uh, real quick before before we wrap up, uh, Miami, what did you think about this situation? Um, how do you feel about the conversations that came out and onto the stage? Yeah, I think overall this was a wild moment. I think it was crazy and I could not believe that this was happening. I think it's definitely setting up the finale to be a gaggy one and I cannot yeah. wait for the fucking reunion, bitch. The reunion <laughs> is going to be crazy. Yeah, there's going to be a reunion for those who don't know. And yeah, here's the thing. I I saw a clear top five and it was the top five that was here. I thought I was going to be in the top four, but that clearly wasn't it. However, when it comes to like top three and even top two, and especially a winner, I have no idea. And I think that the the fact that I'm not in it anymore really, really changes up the dynamic of the game. And it truly, anybody could still win. Anybody. Fuck a track record. Anyone could still win. Yeah, I think Honey unleashed the power of chopping anyone. Yeah. And um now you also have to think, you know, I said it last week. I'll say it again. This was the first week where a girl who has a win is going to fall into the bottom. It was inevitable. Someone yeah. was going to hit that other placement. Yeah. And it could have been two people. If Tiffany would have been safe, it could have been two people with wins in the bottom. Right. And now we're going into the week before the finale with the same situation. Yeah. There are three girls with wins. There are who are all very close in scores. And, um, I honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. And if if next week is anything like this week, another front runner could go home. Um, so I'm excited to see how it turns out. I'm excited to see the girls play the game. And because at the end of the day, bitch, that's what makes this fun and interesting. You're given the power to chop whoever you want. And I want to yeah. see people use their power to get some wins, play the game, have a strategy and go into it and snatch the crown. Yes. Um, and I can't wait to see who triumphs next week and who flops yeah so next week we've got the indestructible that is the name of the episode and they will be doing two challenge or two performances again the first one is automicon where we have to basically take you on a con fantasy and play up this character give you a moment and then uh, i was so excited for this one i'm so sad i'm not a part of it I might just still come on stage and fucking roast everyone. Uh, but it is the Atomic Roast. Uh, the library is officially open and I cannot wait to see and hear the reads that come out. I'm actually very excited to be in the audience for this one. Uh, I also wish I could have been a part of it. And then for the runway, we have the Atomic Trashion, which is basically uh, you serving up an apocalyptic realness moment. Um, and I cannot wait to see what they turn out with this top four. I really hope they all bring it. Um, so make it out or wait for the videos. Um, Annalie, what's next for you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, what's next for me? I am going to keep doing what I do. I will reveal some truths real quick. So, uh, a lot of, not a lot of people know this, but I, I'm letting people know slowly and here. And so here is some exclusive tea for the listeners. I am going to be leaving Arkansas um, in July and I will be moving to Kansas City, Missouri. So I don't know what awaits for me there. Um, follow my social medias, listen to the pod and you'll find out.
Yeah, and I just want to say, just because Annalie is leaving the great natural state does not mean that the podcast will end. We might have to take a little break in July to figure things out podcast-wise, just with our schedule and stuff. But the podcast is not ending. This this journey that we're on is just beginning. And I cannot wait to see what Annalie does in Kansas City. I feel like you're going to take over. You're going to be the bearded queen of Kansas. Is it in Kansas? Uh, Kansas City is in Missouri. There is a Kansas City part that's in Kansas, but I'm going to the Missouri one. Got it. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I do not know geography. (laughs) Um, Well, this is the end of the pod. Um, Are you excited for next week? Are you excited to talk about this shit? Are you ready to... to Oh, I'm so ready. And let me tell you what I'm really ready for. I'm ready for this goddamn reunion. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be sick. All right, guys, this is the end of the pod. Thank you so much for listening. We love all of you so much. Um, Annalie, is there anything you want to say before we go? Did you know that you can help keep the pod running by becoming a monthly supporter? All you have to do is find our podcast on anchor.fm and click the support button. You can choose to give a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. That's cheap, girl. After all, this is a drag show, and we do love our tips. Any and all donations are very much appreciated, and it will help us stay pretty. Not only will you be helping us to provide better content, but you can also get a shout out on the pod. Yes. And speaking of shout outs, we're going to give another special thanks to Janice uh, and uh, for keeping us pretty. We're also going to give a shout out to Vicky. I don't know if you can tell, but Miami's mic is crisp. Miami, say something. Give us, an ASMR, give us an ASMR moment. Wow. Um, If you're feeling extra pretty, make sure to check out our merch. Link is in the bio of this episode. If you're feeling pretty on a budget, you can also rate the pod on Spotify and Apple Podcast for free. Remember, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, advice you'd like us to give, or complaints you'd like us to read for filth, send them to the email at the end of the pod. We love you all. Don't be homophobic and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you'd like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at, whoa, it's Miami. And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams. The music featured in the intro and outro is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Stay, Stay pretty. pretty. And buy our merch, bitch. Bye. 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 See you later.